Uh, I want to thank uh, the Council and uh, all of you for uh, the time uh, which you have given me in terms of sabbatical, which has been uh, precious uh, for me. And uh, I am most grateful to you. It's also good to be back. <laughs> um, the time which you have given me has allowed me to complete the book called The Crow Flies Backwards and to submit it uh, ahead of deadline. <laughs> uh, all this relates to time and deadlines and all of this kind of thing. That, and uh, it will be published in July of next year. So thank you very much. And also thank you for the opportunity to do some recording, uh, which is kind of time in short supply for me these days. And although I don't make uh, a large matter of it here, uh, the practice of the way itself is a huge incubator for creative work. Uh, so to have a chance to unleash uh, that for a time has been very rewarding and I thank you for that. So what is time? Tonight's talk is a short one, so I don't think we're going to exhaust this question in any way, but we can touch uh, a little bit here and there from the perspective of Dharma in particular. Uh, in that spirit, um, when the physicist Richard Feynman uh, uh, met a group of school children and one of them asked him, what is time? He answered with another question. What if there is no such thing as time? What then? Uh, what is time is surely a koan. Uh, in Zen, while we acknowledge the passage of time and our own passing, we are encouraged to focus on the present moment uh, as all there is. And already this sets up the, the basic pattern of uh, time flows uh, and yet the moment uh, taken in larger and larger perspective is essentially uh, not flowing uh, at all. And these both uh, coexist completely comfortably with each and every one of us and indeed with all sentient beings and uh, probably non-sentient beings as well but they don't have much to say about it. Uh, as Joko Beck puts it, uh, Joko is wonderful because she has such a scorched earth uh, policy in terms of the Dharma. Uh, you always know where she stands. She says Nothing has ever existed except this moment. That's all there is, and that's all we are. We could probably finish the Tasho at this point, but I will straggle on for a little bit. Uh, wonderful. What we regard as the passage of time and the primacy of the moment, uh, both of these aspects play to the very big theme of what is time itself. Uh, 
Saint Augustine, who lived back in the 4th and 5th centuries AD, from 350 to 430, he wrote that he understood time very well until he tried to explain what it was. Something very Cohen-like about that. I know what it is, but as soon as I... It is impossible to put uh, it into words. Uh, this, his position uh, has what is time uh, as a true Khan, and it's the familiar experience of Zen students working with Khans. Uh, you don't know, and you don't know, and you don't know, and you settle into that uh, not knowing. Uh, regardless, feel tired, uh, continue to ask. Uh, feeling futile, continue to ask. Feeling that the enterprise is futile, you just continue in the midst of that futility. You continue in the midst of not knowing. So what is time? Uh, we know that time is imperceptible. We know that it is immaterial. We cannot see it, hear it, or touch it. I'm quoting from James Glyke here, his book called uh, Time Travel. Uh, absolutely wonderful book on, on time. Uh, not overladen with mathematics, um, uh, but a great picture of all, all aspects of theory of time and also written uh, very entertainingly. So he says, if people say they perceive the passing of time, that's just a figure of speech they're picking up on, uh, like the ticking of a clock or the beating of our heart. Whatever time is, it lies outside the grasp of our senses. And in a very empirical world in which we live, this is quite an interesting fact uh, in itself. We experience moment by moment. Uh, we can't experience time all at once. To experience like that would be a, a kind of, in a God-like perspective, to experience all time at once. However, through Zen practice, we do experience intimations of timelessness, of an all-at-onceness. man wrote, eternity is in the now. Uh, timelessness is within time. Robert Aiken also translates this, this eternity is equal to now. The continuity of time may be an illusion, but it, it is an important illusion. Our lives would be very difficult without the narrative that we create, what we call the story of my life, which interweaves with yours and everyone else's, which interweaves with those of all sentient beings, uh, including my cat. Everyone has a kind of narrative. Uh, Possum is not very vocal about her narrative, but she certainly lives as though she has one. Uh, 
this interweaving of stories, of narratives, of cause and effect is karmic. Uh, it unfolds personally, uh, socially, collectively, uh, all the way uh, to the karma of the universe as it unfolds. Uh, all of these uh, interweaving. And all of them are implying a continuity. Uh, music would be inconceivable without an assumed continuity of time. Uh, imagine a melody which appeared only in momentary uh, form. So you've got a note here or a note there. I mean, some forms of contemporary music do work in that way, but it tends to be rather the exception. Uh, uh, this is Stockhausen's moment form. Uh, where uh, a single unit of sound or pitches uh, creates a little form in itself and then there is a silence and then there is another such um, bit of moment form, uh, a more of a mosaic than a, an organic continuation. On the other hand, uh, Mozart wrote to his father that after dinner, he would walk around the block and hear the symphony, uh, all of its parts sounding together at once in his head. Okay. It's kind of marvelous, like hearing the entire symphony. It's a 22-minute work, but you're walking around the block and you can hear it all at once, okay, in all of its parts, and it's, it's uh, unfolding. Uh, all that remained for him was the laborious business of having to write it all out, <laughs> as he put it, uh, which took considerable time. So that metaphor is, uh, it carries something of the feeling uh, of this all-at-onceness uh, of time, in this case expressed as music. Uh, remember the physicist at the beginning, and he said to the child, well, what about if there's no such thing as time? If that's so, what is it that our clocks are actually measuring? And measuring with ever-increasing accuracy. That's very interesting. And it gets terribly definitional at this point because... Uh, uh, Gleick uh, talks about, uh, well, if clocks measure time, what is a clock? Well, a clock is a device for measuring time. And so you immediately find it very, very difficult to talk about what time is without actually um, getting involved in completely at tiny little circles. Um, so a clock measures time. But, you know, what is a clock? A clock's a device for measuring time. And there are hundreds such examples of this. The point seems to be, definitionally at least, that you can't define time in terms of itself. This has many resonances in other areas philosophically. If there is no such thing as time, what difference does that make to our lives? We would surely still experience change, uh, growth, 
coming into our own, ageing, death. So it's difficult, perhaps impossible, to talk of change without invoking time. One way of talking about time is to say, well, time is the language we... Time is the concept that we use when we try to talk about change. It doesn't get, take us very far. In that regard, the concept of times um, it seems necessary and useful for navigating our personal and social lives, as well as on a global scale through science, politics, travel. However, all this said, does time have a substantive reality? Is there such a thing as time? Assuredly, we live our lives as, as if there is such a thing. Um, the steady parade of our birthdays, weddings, funerals in our lives uh, show this. However, in moments of absorption or in sudden insight, we may experience um, an absence of time, of timelessness. And if we commit to the way, we slowly come to embody this experience learn its expression and mature it through our practice and our life. My sense from talking with, with you with individually and with um, uh, Glenn and Mary, uh, for instance, um, is that amidst our concerns about meeting deadlines, surviving at work as we try to hold down a job and keep up with the demands on us, in other words, trying to do more and more in less and less time, which is so much the pattern of life uh, these days. In the midst of all that, there is a dawning sense that we are also at the deeper level, deepest level in touch with timelessness. And talking to many people over years of practising the way, um, it gets subtly infused, even though we meet deadlines and um, are very clock aware, uh, here and there we begin to sense something which is not uh, uh, completely within the domain of clock time itself. Uh, in the poem, The Jeweled Mirror of Samadhi, Dongshan has this beautiful line which expresses this. He writes, in the time and season of cause and effect, it quietly illuminates. And in the time and season of cause and effect, it quietly illuminates. It here is the timeless. What is fast, pure, uh, timeless, but it illuminates in the midst of cause and effect, not some remote and separate realm at all. Plato wrote that time is the moving image of eternity. rather beautiful and, and touches this uh, matter from a slightly different angle. Uh, uh, eternity in this case is timelessness. Um, 
So uh, although it may have a mo the moving image of time itself, uh, it does not move itself. Uh, a vast beyond reckoning. Uh, there is nowhere for it to move to. The deeper we experience the moment, uh, in Joko's words, that's all there is, that's all we are, the more we are inclined to experience it as timeless. The further we travel into the moment, the more that we realise that the timeless and the timeful are in relationship with each other. Now, this relationship can be expressed as everything flows and yet doesn't move at all. All this in the same breath. Uh, all of this as your birthright. Not confined to someone uh, having fancy experiences or anything like that. So exploring this relationship between time and timelessness, uh, I ask you, uh, what is time? I want to say several things up front uh, here, lest they not get said um, in what follows. Uh, nothing lasts, including us. We are all just for the time being. This isn't just a personal consideration, it's also a shared one. Nothing lasts and we are all in it together. This is the Buddhist family story, endlessly retold, because there is something in us that doesn't get it or doesn't want to get it, so we must hear it uh, again and again. So how do we live with the fact that we will die, uh, that those we love will die, that our life is finite and we do not know the hour of our death? Furthermore, that we have no say over how we will die. And it seems to me, and this is personal, um, the fact that our lives are finite uh, also gives meaning uh, to them. I remember a long, long time ago reading a philosopher saying that uh, an endless life would be a meaningless life. And it made sense then, uh, and it still makes a kind of sense uh, as well. I mean, a finite uh, existence... means that we, that we need to act, that we have to use the time uh, that we have. Uh, finding time to love, to express our love, finding time to attend to what we regard as important, especially when we see that time is running out uh, on global warming, on destruction of the earth. It may mean finding time to create, to experience its joy, even as it gives joy, while there is time. So, you know, it can be driven very hard, this notion. I remember, I don't know whether it still happens, but there used to be a, uh, a program that people could do saying, you need to imagine that you only have one year of your life uh, left, so uh, how will you use it, and then set it into motion. I think this has, this has real virtue. 
but I think it can be overdriven and, um, as well. So, what about if we fail to do all of this? This is so, and Joko Beck has this great line. Um, Regardless, everyone is doing their best. By which I take it to mean even the most wretched life, uh, a life of abject failure, uh, lost uh, in addiction, a life cut short through drug abuse, still embodies the vastness and graces the planet. Uh, everyone is doing their best. But I think it is good if we have the opportunity to do it, to use the time uh, that we have, uh, to treat it as precious, uh, and to take risks. Um, I mean, taking risks on friendship, love, relationship, uh, on taking up challenge. Um, so much stuff these days is geared towards uh, feeling good, which is normally a fairly momentary thing, but often doesn't take in the range of challenge of, of a life fully lived. So I'd like to throw that in as well. So what I want to do now briefly is just look at the, the, the notion of the moment, of the present moment, um, and see it as an ever-growing and ever-expansive uh, matter, um, which develops through practice um, and through living. Uh, I'm always inclined to attribute any positive change in, in my life or anyone else's life as due to Zen practice but I'm reluctantly um, obliged to say that some of it just simply comes with time and ageing. Um, so, the past is gone and the future is not yet. All we have is the present moment. That's all that's on offer. The present moment is where we live. It's the only place in which we can experience the world and get to know ourselves. In a way, the present moment is the infinitesimal point when or where the past becomes the future. So in a, in a strange sense, there is no present moment um, at all. Uh, it's just that infinitesimal point of change. As soon as you know, it's, it's gone. So on that basis, how can you live there? Conceived this way, the present moment has no reality at all, and we live and die, dance and love, on nothing at all, if you accept that as the present moment. So let's enlarge it and enrich it a little bit. We create the present moment through our attention to what is, as Glenn Wallace famously says, to what is current. So in a way we are creating that moment through our attention, through our attending uh, to it. The moment of thought, the moment of sensation, uh, the moment of feeling tired, the moment of waking up in the morning all have some duration. Uh, we like to stretch out the pleasurable moment and shrink the painful moment. Um, to have a life is to allow 
uh, both of those. Zen practice expands our experience of the present moment. We do this through the practice of Zazen over time. There are no shortcuts and this sense of the expanded moment develops out of reach of our conscious wishing and willing. This is really important. You know, you can do a weekend workshop and it's very useful and you learn strategies for living. But if you do Zazen on a daily basis over the years, um, so much happens out of reach of your wishing and willing uh, it to happen. Um, uh, the way has its own deep unfolding. Uh, and this is the miracle of it. We, we find ourselves in a situation, an unfamiliar situation, and we know what to do. Or we find ourselves in a familiar situation where we are normally enraged and find that we can respond differently. Uh, out of reach of any conscious wishing or willing to do so. This is the sense of pause which is so important in our lives. This sense that there is a moment before we act which, which comes from meditation, which comes from Zazen. We find we have a moment before reacting and the harm that we might otherwise do is reduced. When we practice wholeheartedly and engage with our lives, we unknowingly touch others. We shift the field and bring ease and release to situations that were formerly difficult. In this regard, a student whose practice had begun to mature told me how she brings big mind to her fights with her partner. I think of that bringing big mind to your fights with your partner. She said, where I would have come down hard in the past, now I leave a space, an opening. Then I noticed that instead of coming back at me, uh, he's silent. And I see that there are tears in his eyes. And then I can say something quite different, actually encouraging. And then after a while, he says, opening a space in this way allows tenderness and compassionate warmth and connection. When we practice Zen, we take the breath, create the pause, and then respond rather than react. We're not driven about so much by our reactive impulses. And yes, of course, from time to time, uh, we do get carried away. Um, you are not prone from making mistakes because you practice Sazen. And yeah. But by and large, uh, it works like that. Expanding the moment further. Remembering takes place now uh, and those emotions that seem to be centred on the past, remorse, regret, nostalgia, all likewise take place now. Okay, it's really interesting because when we're feeling uh, nostalgia, um, there is a, the illusion is that we actually are in the past. 
if it's, especially if it's a mood and enveloping. Um, but all of this unfolds as present moment, as present time. Where else could it be taking place? Correspondingly, our anticipation takes place now. Our planning takes place now. All our thoughts and feelings concerning the future take place now. Although we rehearse our job interview so thoroughly that we feel that we're actually there in it, our images of it and our feelings about it are all unfolding now. Just like our reflections on the past, all our thoughts and feelings about the future unfold uh, in this moment now. And this is an antidote to that, um, the kind of, I suppose it's a hippie position, is that you just live in the present. Okay. Uh, no need to worry about the future. And, uh, well, you can let the past go and be what it is. Um, but... Zen practice is Zen is richer than that uh, position. It's also practical that if you don't get the leak in the roof fixed, or if you don't get your gutters cleaned out and uh, the gutters overflow back into your ceiling, then you are in trouble in winter. And uh, that's perfectly in accord with the Zen way: is to get the work done, plan to get it done, and then get it done. When we come to experience all that the moment can hold, um, we can breathe a bit more deeply. With deepening practice of the Zen way, our sense of the moment becomes less harried and more edgeless. With increasing experience of intimacy with the whole, our sense of time changes. Time is a necessary and important concept uh, and we cannot function in the world without it, but one that is increasingly at the edges of our rich experience of the moment, uh, even uh, disappearing from time to time. Even a notion like present moment becomes a convenient fiction. Okay, it's, it's a way of speaking, uh, but it is just this. <coughs> It is just you uh, sitting there, me sitting here, uh, the stars uh, out at night, uh, the dark sky, waves and ripples arriving at the beach. Past, present and future are increasingly gathered into this puckering of time we call now, which is no other than our true face and home. When we experience like this, we come into our own, and our own beyond any ownership is immeasurable. Our own is your birthright. It's not some special state or condition.
very interestingly, there's no need to throw away our watches. I won't for a moment suggest throwing away your mobile phone, but throwing away our watches. Uh, you may experience timelessness, um, but Zen does not exclude uh, <laughs> the time of your watch, if you will, at all. Again, it's not some kind of escape. Uh, when you have an appointment, uh, you keep the appointment as far as it's humanly possible to do that. Uh, Zen is deeply respectful of time. Uh, you, if you want to experience timelessness, uh, then you are the jicky seeing the 25 minutes flash up in red. Okay, pick up, pick up the striker, strike the bell, dong, dong. It's uh, it's time in its most manifest matter. It is also timelessness in the same breath. When you look at your watch to check the time, um, being 20 to 9 at the moment, uh, that itself embodies uh, what is beyond time itself. It's just really, really important. It's not some kind of escape but is completely embodied all the way down to your anxiety about being late and glancing at your watch. That is not excluded. <laughs>